it is self-sabotage to keep doing what is not in your zone of genius and what makes you go ugh. And it's not always the like, ugh, if I hate this. It's the, like that I have to, like you said. Yep. Uh, you're just putting hurdles in front of yourself and self-sabotaging you winning the race here. Hey, welcome to the Healthy Steps with Nicole podcast where it is my goal to help you see what is possible for your business, for your life, and for the sales that are going to get you there. Get ready to be inspired and supported while you launch and grow your health and wellness business. I'm Nicole Kramer, coach, sales expert, and health and wellness fanatic. Each week, I will be having amazing guest experts that will share with us their knowledge on mindset, money, how to attract your dream clients, successfully close sales, and so much more. Selling doesn't have to be hard. You can have the confidence and the clarity you need to create and grow your dream business. Can you actually make a sale from a social media post? It's a great question, isn't it? We're going to answer it today with my guest, Hannah Hermanson. I just finished the interview with her and I'm so lit up excited for you to hear it as well. It's really valuable and you're going to get so much more of an understanding of what your copy is actually doing and she's going to give you a really valuable helpful system to help you do it even better. So yeah, you're going to have the formula, if you will, to create copy that lets your freak flag fly, lets you be you, lets you dot, dot, dot where you want to dot, dot, dot and pulls the right people into your world that want to learn more about you and what you do. So you're going to love this episode. Check it out. Hello and welcome to the show. I am so excited to have a conversation with our guest, Hannah Hermanson today. You guys are going to absolutely love her because what, well, first of all, what I love about her, many things, I am on her email list and her emails are so entertaining. And what Hannah is going to be here sharing with us today is how to be a better writer and how to allow your writing and your social media posts to turn into sales, which as all of you know, sales is my jam. I love talking about sales. So I'm really excited to have this conversation with Hannah here today. So Hannah, welcome. Yes, thank you. We've already been jamming out. I'm excited to rock this. (laughs) Me too. I know we could have had a whole episode recorded before this with our conversation, I think. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let me read a little bit about you, Hannah just so everybody is clear on who you are and what you do, Hannah Hermanson knows marketing isn't for everyone. This is why she founded Done For You Copywriting, a full-service marketing company dedicated to coaches. She believes life, spiritual, and other professional coaches should remain in their zone of genius, while an expert team takes care of getting their brand and message out there. Hannah is a powerful catalyst for coaches who are looking to move their business to the next level without doubling their workload. Her motto is dream life is real life. And she's here today to talk about how she's helped hundreds of coaches step into their wildest life and business dream. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Sounds fun. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It is. Well, and I love, I mean, it's what you and I were talking about before we started recording as well. When we understand that our zone of genius really is valuable and beneficial to somebody else, it's, it's so important because then if we delegate what we don't do best, then we get to stick with what we do do best. Totally. And here we go right out of the gate. I'm a lot type A. That's why I can like do marketing strategy and a little woo woo. Okay. And so what you're saying about this zone of genius thing is just like fuels my fire. So I firmly believe that there are enough 
house coaches, bakers, firefighters, earring makers in the world to have us run as like a harmonious unit. The world could be harmonious, I think, if we stop trying to be what we're not. And we force ourselves to do all the things and into burnout and into unhappiness. And then we fight each other. You you see it day to day. And when we live in our zone of genius, what we are here to do, whether that's make earrings or fight fires or coach people on their best life and not try to also be an accountant and a marketer and a video editor and all the other things we try to do to support our zone of genius, like uh, the world would just sing. <laughs> so yeah, all about that. I love it. I love it. You use accountant first because that's one of the examples I always cite. It is a headache times a million for me to try to do my taxes on my own. And it takes me a long time. And I haven't done it for years and years and years because I finally figured out, wait, this isn't my jam. This isn't what I do. But I don't want to know all the tax laws. And, and by the way, I'm going to get a much better return if I hire an expert who knows how to navigate through all that. And I think that's the same whether it's a landscaper, a hairdresser, somebody who changes the oil. Yes. It's like, no matter what it is, right? Um, if it's not my zone of genius, it's probably going to take me a lot longer to do it. And I'm not going to be in the best energy when I'm doing it. And I feel like that's really important to, to remember. Easier and better results? Yes, please. Every time. Yeah. Yeah. Right? It works. Okay. So we're here to talk about writing and and copy. And this is something that you have a done for you service for coaches. Early on, though, in a lot of coaches, you know, very beginning stages of their business, they are doing a lot of the things. And, and, you know, while you and I can sit here and talk about how important it is to delegate, and I 100% agree, at the beginning, sometimes that's not always a reality. So people are taking on, you know, they're wearing more of the hat in their business. And copy is just one of those things that's really important. And it does lead to sales. But people kind of get stuck with what do I write? What do I do? How do I know? So let's start there. What what should people be posting? What mistakes do coaches make if they're taking their own copy in their hands? Yeah. And I was there, right? I played the solopreneur game of I'm going to wear all of the hats, do all the things, figure it out, make this thing work. And there is some beauty in that too, because you do get to learn through experience, like what you love and what is your zone of UG, like accounting perhaps. So when I started out, I had no idea what I was doing. I thought I wanted to be a health coach, not a marketer, you, not a copywriter. Like what do they copyright things? Like I didn't, I thought it was like a legal job when I started out. Um, But what I started out doing to grow my health coaching practice was post and like share stories and share things that I was learning or a quote that I enjoyed. And so I just started really doing the like spaghetti on the fridge sort of thing. And it started to work. And when it started to work, people started to take notice and ask me, what are you doing? Which then forced me to go back and like, realized that I had figured out a strategy. Like there was a method, even though it felt like random. And all of us can do this right now is like looking at the data of what post or what did I do that inspired a sales call or got meet someone to send me a poignant DM, not just like cute top, but like I need to work with you. And these are the data points that we want to be looking at, friends. Not how many likes did I get or how many people laughed at my reel, but like what is inspiring 
call bookings, comments that lead to clients, right? And so what I discovered is that there are really three C's. My name is Hannah Hermanson, so it's beautiful when alliteration works out for me. I'm all about double H, triple C is here, is that I was sharing clarity, credibility, and connection. And I could like organize my best performing posts, we talked about what that means, into each of those buckets where I was being clear and I told people what I do and who I was looking for. And where I was being credible, where I showed results, transformations, and sometimes certifications that I was getting or things that I was learning, but mostly like credible results. And the last piece was connection. And this is where I was sharing, you know, quotes or inspiring things or things that people just connected to. Personal stories were really powerful for me and honestly still are. So over, and we're going to get into the nitty gritty, but if you can even just start thinking about posting clarity, posting credibility, and posting connection, you are starting to build the know, like, and trust factor. Love that. So it's very simple. It fits into a system, clarity, connection, and credibility. Credibility. You got it. Yep. Love that. Because I think that that's really helpful just to have that system and then play around within that to figure out, well, what does clarity look like for you in your post? What does connection look like? Like you said, quotes, different things that you're sharing can create connection. What else could? And then the credibility, right? We always want to be establishing ourselves as a credible expert that people look up to. Most people wait until they hear an objection to decide what they're going to say or to try to figure out what to say back to it. And the worst time to think about what you're going to say is the moment that you are saying it. So I want to help you with this. I want to help you be prepared so that you know how to handle common objections. You know what to say when somebody says, that's too expensive. You know what to say when somebody says, I don't know if I have the time. You'll know how to handle all of these different parts of your conversations because you'll know exactly what to say. Because that's the workshop. I am an exactly what to say certified guide, and I want to teach you the magic words and phrases that will help you navigate these conversations so that you are getting more of the outcomes that you want more often, which means you're getting more sales and you're helping more people, and that's the whole point. We start August 24th. This is a four-week workshop. You will be learning and also practicing how to use these phrases. So by the end of the four weeks, you will feel more confident in your sales conversations and you will be making more sales and helping more people. So go to the link in the show notes to get signed up and I'll see you on August 24th. Yeah, and when I figured this out and then I would go to make a post and just be staring at that blinking blinking cursor, like, what am I gonna say today? I could be like, okay, let's do clarity. Let's just pick a card. All right, today it's clarity. What can, you know, and it, and it also helps just kind of to have that framework to inspire ideas or to just get you moving, which I know is sometimes a hurdle when it comes to making content, just the getting started, right? Right. Like build, like getting that, if, if you're just at a, a point zero, like how do I get started? How do I start building momentum and get some movement? Yeah. Yeah, love it. So let me just right out of the gate, ask this. Can sales really come from a post? You mentioned how many sales calls are you booking? Those are the important things to track. Are people actually reaching out with like authentic, genuine DMs more than just I like your top or your reel was funny? Can sales really come from a post? Yes. And it's not a strategy. Mm-hmm. It can happen. Yeah. You can post it and you can be really strategic and you can say, yep, that post got me a sale. 
if you want to do that repeatedly, you're going to need more than just, you know, a lucky post. And that's what it is, right? Is that a lucky post can happen. If you want that to happen consistently, if you want to rely on your posts to bring you clients, you need a strategy, not just one post. And that's what I'm talking about with this ongoing clarity, connection, credibility, building the know, like, and trust. Most of the time when I see people just go from post to client, it's not the first post they've seen from you, right? They've been watching. They've known you since college, like we were talking about, right? Like you built some other sort of relationship that most of the time that that's when you can definitely predict that this post will inspire clients. If you haven't been doing it, yay, luck, like that works. That's amazing. How can you do more of it? How can you build a strategy around that would be the question I would ask next. Yeah. I think that's really, really valuable what you just shared because it's not a strategy. And I do think a lot of people for different reasons, they have a fear of sales. They have a fear of being in a conversation with somebody. Maybe they're a little bit more of an introvert and they kind of use that or try to use that as a straight. Well, I put up a post and my post, had, I hear that all the time. My post had a call to action. Post and pray, not a strategy. <laughs> post and pray. Post and pray. I'm, I'm just hoping that somebody sees that call to action and they follow it. Well, it would be really irresponsible to not always put a call to action. It would also be irresponsible to assume that that call to action is what people are just automatically going to follow. So I think that that is, I, I just really appreciate that you said it's not a strategy. There's more to it than just putting up a post. Yeah. Can you explain what you mean by a lucky post? Like you said, that post just happened to be lucky. Oh, yeah. I mean, when you play the game and you roll the dice enough, like there are absolutely times when things catch, when things go viral, when things land in the right inbox, for example. That is part of playing the game, playing the numbers game, being consistent, showing up, in my opinion, that, of course, you have um, lucky breaks or things that, you know, it's not even like going viral if you have millions of people, but just something that like is at the right time at the right place and landed in the right inbox. Yeah. Yep. Well, it's kind of, I guess, the example that you and I were talking about before we started recording. I told you a couple of years ago when I was pretty brand new to my business, I had been posting things consistently and this person was not even on my radar and she was somebody I'd gone to college with. Well, she had read all of my stuff and then out of the blue, I heard from her. She's like, how do I work with you? And I was like, whoa. Where'd you come from? I knew her from, I, I knew her, but like, it wasn't even on my radar that she would be interested in what I was doing. And she was like, I love all your content. And so whatever it was, there was one that finally put her over the edge and she said, okay, I'm ready. And she signed up right there. But to your point, it did take multiple touch points, which I think is important for people to remember. There's a lot of touch points that are required before it might get to that point. And they're expanding every day. So I started out way like I was working a full-time job and unfulfilled and you know all, all the things and so I started in network marketing and one of the things they talked about is how most sales take nine knocks like you know check this out did you know come to my event like keep knocking nine times and that was before like Facebook ads or Instagram I'm sure Facebook had ads but I didn't know anything about them there was no Instagram and now that has expanded at least tenfold to how many touches we need because we're getting so much more input. And so if you think that you can put out a billboard in the middle of nowhere <laughs> that like no one's ever driven by before, you'll appreciate this as a Midwest girl, like the cows might appreciate it, like people that are like just happen to be there. But like 
we're going to need to do so much more than just put a billboard out in a field. We want to put up multiples. We want to put signs and directions to that billboard. We want to have a follow-up thing. We want to invite them into our email list or our restaurant afterwards. So we really do need to think about um, the time and space that we're living in. So there are a lot of marketing troops, right? People need many opportunities to say yes. Micro agreements is what we call those. That's always been true. But now we got to think about the context of what we're living in, where ad fatigue is real, social media burnout is real, mental health, like, you know, just so how can we meet people where they're at is a more important question to be asking than will this post lead to sales, right? We're living in a time where people are craving connection. We've done the masculine way of living, marketing, doing sales since the industrial revolution, like a hundred years of hustling, convincing, scarcity, do this now, I'm right, go for the jugular, I know you're bleeding neck, like we're setting that down. We're moving into a feminine era where you can probably see this in yourself as a consumer. You don't wanna be sold to, you wanna be invited. You want to see how it works. You want to ask some questions. You might even want to experience it before you buy it. And so as a seller or as someone who wants to meet a consumer, thinking about how we show up in this time and space of feminine energy, which is about invitation, collaboration, see me multiple times, come and have these different experiences with my post, with my email, with my freebie, with all these other things that really do create a healthy marketing strategy today. Yeah, I think that's so powerful. And and what you said, I want to draw everybody's attention to, people don't want to be sold to. They do want to buy and it feels different because it's their decision when they're making a buying choice. And all of these touch points that you're mentioning are those micro commitments that are them making the decision to keep going. Every time they make a little micro, they yeah. read a post of yours. That's a buy-in. That's a micro commitment, right? They show up for a live training that you did. That's a buy-in. And all of those touch points add up. And I, I agree with you. I think it's more than tenfold, right? It used to be between seven and 12 touch points before somebody's ready to buy. Right. And that was in a different in a different time. And now what I what I heard recently that I really appreciated and it made so much sense, especially when you're selling on social media, that's expanded so much how many touch points you need because social media is not really a place where people are going to buy. They're they're going to be entertained. They don't have a buyer's mentality. So we have to be in reality, it's gonna take a little bit longer. And where can I market? Where can I show up? Where can I create these experiences so that people do want to keep stepping closer and they do want to make those decisions to come closer into my world? Because that's where it really is powerful if we're not trying to shove something at them, but we're saying, come with me, can't look at me, yeah. right? And then it's their decision. And this is what I mean about feminine energy. This is my woo again. Um, but I just see how powerful playing the energetic game is in business. So I'm not going to not tell you all about these like feminine energies and things that we're learning. That's what the feminine is asking for right now is invitation, collaboration, literally like come on in, like you said, in invitational, not, you need this problem, agitate, solve that. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, people don't want to be told what to do. Bottom line. Nobody does. None of us do. And so when we can get 
strategic. I don't want to use that word. It's too masculine. But when we can get <laughs> artful about how we have conversations, yeah. right? Yeah. So that it is, it's, it's like the psychology of sales. Like, how can I get into that person's mind and understand what would make them want to make this decision? Not how can I prove my value to this person? Yeah. Right. As a sales person, I hear that a lot. They're like, what can I say to prove my value? Mm. Well, you're not there to prove anything to anybody. Right. And, and when they feel like it's their decision and they see something that looks desirable to them and they want to step closer, you're not proving anything in a conversation. You're proving it just by how you show up. And it sounds like yeah. posts, the content that people put out there is a big piece of that campaign that people are consuming yeah. and feeling like they want to make a decision. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all of that. Perfect. <laughs> all, all of those things. Hey, I'm interrupting you real quick because I know you're enjoying this podcast and I know you're listening to this podcast because you care about your business. You care about the people you work with and you want to help people. As a matter of fact, you want to help more people. But I bet you often ask yourself, where am I going to find clients? And I've got your answer. I have a free training video for you. It is called 33 Places to Find Clients, and it comes with a workbook where you can take notes on all the 33 places that I give you. So I want you to get this downloaded. It's free. Get it today because ultimately it's going to help you understand where to go every day to interact with people so that you can start to get more clients and help more people, which is the goal of all of this. So go to healthystepswithnicole.com backslash 33 places, download it, watch it. I can't wait to hear from you and hear what you think about it because this is going to be a game changer for you to know every day where you need to go and what you need to do to find more people to become your clients. Okay, now back to the show. So what is, let me, let me ask this because I'm, I don't consider myself to be a writer. I'm a talker. So what does somebody do if they're in that? And I know it's a limiting belief. You can laugh at me, Hannah. It's like, gosh, I don't, I don't know. I'm a good writer, but it takes me a long time to feel like I can actually, like, it'll take me two hours to write an email. What do people do if they really don't enjoy it? Yeah. Well, two things we already kind of mentioned on this, like zone of genius topic, a play to your strength or B delegate. Okay. Mm -hmm. So let's go down option a first play to your strengths. I am the same way, Nicole. In fifth grade, my English teacher told me I was a bad writer because I write like I talk, which, by the way, is very lucrative for me right now. But for 15 years, from fifth grade all the way through, I didn't study English. I didn't do writing. I studied psychology and science in college and like went down this path that I also thought I couldn't write. And so I also had to start by playing to my strengths, which was speaking as well. So when I started doing like, I don't even know if Facebook had video when I, I don't, they must not have, that was new, right? So when I started my business, video was like, not a thing. So I did need to learn how to communicate in words to reach who I wanted to reach. And so I would start speaking. I would do like a voice memo after my run when I had all the good ideas, just like running when you cannot freaking write or record anything. I'm like, why does this always happen? I'm a hot mess and I have all my good ideas. I can't, but anyway, so I would voice memo after my runs or when I had my ideas. And then I would play that voice memo and literally just like type down exactly what I was saying. And then I would edit from there. So it's like play to your strengths. Yeah, exactly. You know, I also find this with clients who feel like um, they don't have any good ideas or they don't know what to say. I'm like, go watch the last webinar you did or go watch the last client session you did and write down the things that you say. 
And then they're like, oh my God, like that is profound. <laughs> and then we make that like a Hannah-ism or a Nicole-ism because so often we're in our own heads and we don't know that we say amazing things or we don't realize that we have those sentences, you know, at our fingertips. So it's about looking at where you're already shining and what can you extract from that. So if you have ideas or you're doing calls, like replay, pull it out. Okay. Right. By the way, mine mine is the um, car. Yeah. Or okay. massage mm. or the shower. <laughs> <laughs> I get the best ideas when I'm in one of those three places where I'm completely like, it's just not realistic for me to write something down in that moment. So I appreciate that you said after run, you would just say it into... But no, a voice message and then transcribe that. Yeah, totally. And then I literally started that Hannahism thing. I'm like, okay, I said this a lot. Um, mm -hmm. The other thing that I noticed when I would be writing from myself is I use dot, dot, dot. Because I'm like, okay, now you pause. That wasn't a full sentence, dot, dot, dot. And so, Nicole, you might notice a lot of my emails are dot, dot, dot. <laughs> like, I don't finish yeah. all my sentences in my email because I've honed my Hannah voice. And we can all do that. Yeah. It just takes a little bit of learning, you know, just like when you're learning a new skill, there's a little bit more of that investment of time at the beginning, but then you end up honing your isms, your pillars, like the things you want to talk about. And um, it does resonate when you talk, you write like you talk, even though my Well, and I, I love that you way. use. Yeah. And, and like I said before, I love your emails. And one of the things they've done besides just me enjoying them is giving me permission to actually write how I talk. I'm a dot, dot, dotter. <laughs> Bottom line is I put dot, dot, dots on so much, but I just feel like that's for me behind the scenes, but I never really yeah. saw it as being like professional copy per se, but I'm seeing you do it and I'm enjoying it. And I'm like, and it makes sense to me and it resonates with me. So why would I not do a dot, dot, dot if I'm a dot, dot, dot? Yeah. yeah. I don't know how long you've been on the list, but that's such a great point to like look at how you're doing it behind the scenes. So you are using text to communicate all of the time. So how do you text your friends? How do you DM on Instagram? How do you send internal notes to your clients even can start to help you have permission. I love that you, you picked that up. So one of the things I saw happening on Slack with my team is that we were communicating in memes and GIFs. Like we, as writers, I think there's part of that, that we're just like, okay, no more words in me today. Like here's a meme that says, yes, I understand. And we were having so much fun with it. I was like, every email needs a meme. <laughs> like we need to bring this culture, this energy, this fun that we're having out into our marketing. So this is where, of course, writing is an iterative process and permission to see like, how are you operating? And how can that translate to just like, showing up as you in writing? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's, um, well, and that's, you know, one of the things that we say a lot in, in my programs, let your freak flag fly. And this is another way to do that, right? You don't want to sound like everybody else when you're writing, you actually do want it to be a little bit odd in comparison to the way somebody else might, not because it's odd, but it shouldn't be the same as everybody else. It should be true to you. Yeah. We have a really, um, one of our clients, because how many do you get the emails that are like, I hope this email finds you well. And it's just like, ugh, like I'm so sick of seeing that. And then it's like a boring email, right. like actual work stuff usually after that. And we have a client yeah. who's a 
pretty woo-woo career coach. So she's very much like professional and like career. She works with like C-level powerful women, but she teaches them about crystals and energy and like woo-woo things. So we just started an email that was like, I hope this email finds you cleaning your crystals and dancing to Beyonce. And it's like, just, yeah. So you guys can play with that idea too. But um, yeah. yeah, thinking about what you on the other end want to receive and the more fun, the more silly, the better. So yeah. that's option A, play to your strengths, see how you communicate in other places and permission to let your freak flag Beyonce crystal flag fly. Okay. <laughs> option B is to delegate. And this is not for everyone, okay? Delegating means that you're at a place in your business where you have mastered some basic skills like, you know, growing, like you, you have people, not just your mom looking at you, you have some sort of audience, your program is in place, like you're not trying to make up like things to sell because it's really hard to delegate like a question mark to someone else, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so for folks who are like, all right, I, I know people are watching. I know what I'm selling. I just don't know what to say. I don't want to do it. It's taking too much of my time. You might be in a really great position to delegate some of your copywriting or some of your marketing. And you'll, you may notice or you may be thinking, oh, she didn't say like, make sure you have your cash flow in place. Because the truth is your cash flow might not be in place yet because you're doing the wrong thing. You're not focused on what I call IPAs, income producing activities, Monday through Thursday on Friday, it's an Indian pale ale, I'll see you at the brewery, but Monday through Thursday, IPAs is really where you need to be focusing, income producing activities. And if hitting your head against the wall, writing posts, taking two hours to email, wasting your precious energy on trying to figure out copywriting and marketing, What would you be doing instead if you delegated that mental real estate and you knew it was being done for you? So if you're thinking, okay, I got my offer. I really don't want to do this. I'm going to delegate my marketing. Think about where your energy would better be spent. So some of our clients have written books because they're not posting on Instagram. One of our clients is hosting a retreat that she's been putting off for 20 years because she's been rewriting her website. You know, it's like, this is the permission that delegating can give you is to go to higher level thinking, what else would I create? Where would I actually put my gifts and energy if I get out of the marketing weeds? I love that. Like, where would I, Who basically, who is the version of me that I'm becoming and what decision would she make? Because mm-hmm. if we keep making decisions from the place that we're at, we're going to stay in the place that we're at. If we make decisions from the place that we're going, we're going to get there sooner What would that six-figure, multiple six-figure, seven-figure entrepreneur be doing? Well, she'd be delegating this. And I think it's also important to remember, too, so often that's people's way of avoiding what they're afraid of doing. I see this happening all the time because, right, I'm a sales coach and everybody's afraid of selling and getting the conversation. So they're working on their website. They're getting their email sequences together. They're like, well, I've got to write this email sequence first. Listen. Your website, your email sequences, I'm not saying none of those, any of those things aren't important, but ultimately a lot of times people are putting those things in the way because then it justifies them not taking action. That is, you call it IPA, I call it RGA, revenue generating activities, doesn't matter. The bottom line is people are not putting their time in the IPAs and RGAs, right. they're putting in the stuff that is just helping them stay in their comfort zone. All right, I'm going to say it. You put it out, you dished it out. Say it. it. Say it. 
it is self-sabotage. Yep. It is self-sabotage to keep doing what is not in your zone of genius and what makes you go, ugh. And it's not always the like, ugh, if I hate this. It's like that I have to, like you said. You're just putting hurdles in front of yourself and self-sabotaging you winning the race here. Yeah. Yep. 100%. And it's it's hard to see. No no plug here or intentional plug, I guess. It's hard to see without a coach. (laughs) You're not going to catch it in yourself because you have a very, fears are very rational and realistic when we tell ourselves these, but I have to do my website. Well, for 20 years, that woman put off her retreat because she had to do her, and and I don't know her specifically, but you just use her as an example. Like how many of these things do we really have to do? And when we're saying yes to those things, what are we actually saying no to that really is what we want to do? Yeah. And by the way, her website did not fill the retreat. The emails we happened to write for her did fill the retreat. And now she's got, you know, a nice cash injection and a dream realized. And also a lot of, you know, time and energy back to continue going to that next level thinking. And we say we want to go there and then we start tripping over the butt, butt, butt. And like you said, I love that. Like if we're living in the vision of where we're going and the truth is some people love posting and this isn't for you. This is if you're feeling like this is always in the way and a big pain in your side. But yeah, it, it's, it's powerful. And I'm obviously very passionate about, it, about what's possible on the other side of delegating and living in your zone of genius. And if I can share this real quick, I think that this was for me what came through. There were years ago, I still do sometimes, but years ago, I was like, gosh, every night, like I had this emotional eating habit. And every night it was, it just had become a program for me that like, okay, I needed to have some popcorn and I needed to watch something that I was watching on TV. And then after I ate the popcorn, it was like, now I wanted something sweet. And I finally was like, and I think in my mind, I just always thought, well, when I get here, I won't do these things anymore. Right? Mm -hmm. Like we all do. Like once I have, then I'll do, then I'll be. And I was like, what would that version of me do? (laughs) She'd say no to the chocolate bar at 10 p.m. She'd say, well, I don't get to become her unless I start becoming her right now. Yeah. So I don't know if that makes sense, but I realized I need to start making the decisions she would make right now. And that is going to create me becoming her. Yeah. And that's my analogy that I'll use to, to help people see what you're explaining is so powerful because it's like if we're not making those decisions now, we're delaying becoming that future self and we're keeping ourselves exactly where we are. And that's the self-sabotage. Totally. Totally. Yes. And I think so many people can see themselves in the emotional eating or just like the daily business, like hustle that we do. And let me just like, again, future pace here, like what is possible on the other side of this? So personal share, like delegating is addicting y'all. Like when I started realizing the power of delegating, I not only did it for things in my business, but like you can start looking at other things in your life because you have time to do this <laughs> and you've got some systems. Somebody clean your house for yes. you. Oh my gosh. I have someone that <laughs> delivers our meals, cleans our house, comes here to do body work, um, like does runs errands for us. And I will admit it's like so easy in Mexico. Like there is just like people who are ready to like do these jobs right. so easily, but now we have apps and, you know, there's just like so much we can do because I firmly believe dream life is real life. And we didn't come here to do the things that, we have to, or the things that keep us, you know, I don't know, status quo. And it is for some people, but now if you're listening to this podcast, it's like, how good can it get? What is that vision of your dream life? And what if you started leaning into it and really like doing the Abraham Hicks 
stuff. I don't know if I can swear, but like flowing downstream, just doing the things you love, like that, they, they can be extreme, but there's a lot of truth in following joy, doing what you love, all the cliches to support your highest success. Love that. I had a coach a couple of years ago ask me the question, how good are you willing to let your life get? And I was like, I don't know, let me get a chocolate bar and think about it. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. It's 10 p.m. It's time for my chocolate bar. Hold on. Uh, Yeah. 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 That's how that went down. Um, But that's, to your point, it's like dream life is real life. And our God didn't put us here to suffer and to struggle. And ultimately, not that life is without challenges. Challenges are how we grow. But your dream life is available to you. Are you allowing yourself to believe that, to move towards that, and to experience that? Because it's there for you. And last, maybe last thing, like the other thing that's so great about this is you empower others to do the same. So because I don't cook my own meals now, Ava is just having a blast in the kitchen and experimenting with hummus, but she didn't even know about until we, you know, like we brought hummus to Mexico. I love it. Right. And it's like seeing my team live in their zone of genius. You know, you shared a new team member that you're working with and they just thrive when you give them what they love. Like, I didn't even believe that people like spreadsheets until I hired our like virtual assistant and she is just jamming on spreadsheets. And I'm like, and thanking me, thanking me for spreadsheets. And I'm like, thank you. Right. And it's like this ripple effect, this is what's possible. And this is what we started the show with, like raising consciousness as, you know, a small outcome of maybe delegating some of your marketing. (laughs) Well, and I love that you said that too, whether it's Ava or a copywriter that you've hired or whoever it is, you're supporting somebody else to do what they do best so that you can stick to what you do best. That's a beautiful thing. And it's like what you said earlier, the whole world would be a better place if we each just stuck to our zone of genius and allowed each other to do what we do best. It, It would be beautiful. And I think, you know, even... I love that you said, I didn't used to believe that everybody loved or that anybody loved spreadsheets. Spreadsheets are my vein of my existence too. Like it's not my thing. I'm a visionary. But I didn't realize it either. And when I started working with people who are on my team that loved them, I was like, wait, you want to do that? And they're like, oh my God. Not everyone wants my job. (gasps) What? (laughs) Or you'll probably appreciate this. When I first hired my copywriter, I felt guilty every time I would ask her to do something or write something or write a sequence. I'd be like, we need a sequence for this freebie. Could you write it? And she's like, I felt bad. Right. And she's like lit up, excited about it. And I'm thinking that would be the worst news for me to hear is that somebody needs me to write a sequence today. But she's like lit up, excited. And I think that's so important to remember is what we love isn't what somebody else loves. And that's what makes the world go round. Yeah. Should we ground this a little bit? Should we talk about like, all right, let's ground this a little bit. So whether you choose A or B, whether you play to your strengths or you delegate, I would love for you to get a taste of our strategy that brings in like posting, clarity, connection, credibility, starting to build this know, like, and trust. Because yeah, we got to like land this plane and like have this on the ground. Um, as far as starting to just like get get that machine in place, get your mind thinking about how you can show up to inspire sales. So we have a freebie. Can I share it? <laughs> you too. Yeah. I'm like kind of. I don't mean to like take over, but I want to make sure that folks get this um, before we keep talking in the clouds here. 
which I love. Um, but if you all want to hop over to dreamlifeisreallife.com slash freebie, you can get swipe copy. So I explain our strategy and give you some examples. And then I give you three posts, one for clarity, one for connection, one for credibility that you can copy, tweak, and paste and start experimenting. And I'll tell you, some of these posts have been lucky, like we talked about. So dreamlifeisreallife.com slash freebie. Awesome. And we'll make sure we have that in the show notes as well. So if you're listening, just go to the show notes and click the link and you can grab that. Thank you. That's an amazing offer and extremely valuable for people. Um, Where can they connect with you and find you and get to experience more of you? Yeah, well, if you grab that freebie, you will automatically start getting those emails that Nicole mentioned and you might just happen to love. So that'll be one way we can connect. And then if you go to dreamlifeisreallife.com slash connect, you can reach out there, book a call with us, or let us know, you know, where you're at with your marketing, and we can take the conversation from there. Thank you so much, Hannah. This is so valuable, especially for people like me who don't consider myself to be a writer. Even hearing that your fifth grade teacher said that to you, and now here you are, and you've made a whole business out of it, it's like that shows me what's possible, and, and I really appreciate everything you shared because I know this was helpful for everybody, so thank you. Amazing. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. If you love this, please share it with somebody that you know can benefit from it. And I'll see you here next time. All right. That is a wrap for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. And by the way, if you like this, subscribe because there's more good stuff coming your way. Also, please leave a review. It would mean so, so much to me. And it would help others who are considering listening to this podcast to understand how amazing it is. And while you're at it, why not share with a friend? And by the way, one last thing. I would love to hear from you. I would love to connect with you. So you got a couple options. You can check me out on Instagram at Healthy Steps with Nicole. You can find me in my private Facebook group, Nicole Sales Superstars. Or you can go to my website, HealthyStepsWithNicole.com. I would love to hear from you, and I can't wait.